The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Episode 350, My Favorite Money Murder, Scams. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And if you are listening to this episode on All Hallows' Eve, Happy Halloween! hey It's spooky season. It's the culmination of all things spooky and scams. It is the culmination of spooky season. And so today we have a special for you, a listener special, and it is all about money scams. Money scams from real people. And we're going to read them for you And then we are going to help you know how to identify these scams so that you don't fall victim because scams are always evolving and they are always getting better at tricking people with common sense, people that care about their money. They prey on who they're going after, people who care about their money. And so we are going to share some stories We are going to laugh with some of these people who are posting, but we also want to normalize and know that it can happen to us. And so we just need to know that what it looks like and how to how to avoid it and use these people's stories to help us, which is why they're sharing them on Reddit. This was just going to be a fun Halloween episode. And then we thought of scams. And then as we read through them realized how common they are. And as personally, I was reading through these example stories, it came to mind, my remembrance, that in literally the past three months, people I know have fallen victim to at least three of these scams. So it's happening all around us. People are getting more savvy with their scams, which means we have to become more savvy in our protection of ourselves and our money. And I think one of the things I've seen so much happen for folks is this feeling of shame around it. So it's why people aren't talking about as much. So now we're just doing a public service. This is, I mean, this is going to be a somewhat fun episode, but also a very spooky episode and also a public service episode. So first, though, this episode is brought to all of us by collections. Sometimes cute, 
almost always odd and occasionally spooky, from stamps and coins to precious moments figurines, all the way to jars of hair and nail clippings. These accumulations of similar items in one place can tell us a lot about people. And tell you what, I'd take any of those groupings over incessant collections calls. Speaking of primetime collections, we've got a specially curated email collection for you. Send to your inbox three times weekly and full of what's free that week, tips to save and spend better, and money mindset hacks and journaling prompts. This collection is free. It costs you nothing. And it can be all yours in one place. That's your email at frugalfriendspodcast.com slash friendletter. Collect it. And we promise to never send you money via email, nor ask for a portion of it back. Yeah. That's a promise. Yikes. That you can count on. (laughs) So, yes, this is our fun episode turned actually a public service announcement, I think. So (laughs) we have personally seen people victimized by scams. We have personally received scam emails, scam text messages, all kinds of things. And and they make us go, wait, is this real? Like, it makes you stop for a second, which is why when we talk about the importance of simplifying and efficiency and all these things that we talk about helping with your values-based spending, and we say this goes beyond your spending, right? It goes into your life. When your mind is not cluttered by a million things, when your money is organized and managed, when things like this come up, you do not so quickly react to them. It's because of these quick reactions that we most often fall victim to scams and not fully thinking things through. And you can't blame a lot of us for doing this. A lot of these scams prey on urgency. So it makes all of the things that we talk about on every episode of Frugal Friends, we feel that much more important because when you are thinking clearly and when you know where your money is going, when you are keeping tabs on your transactions, then you don't fall victim to scams as easily because anybody can fall victim to them. I hadn't thought about it in this way in particular until we're taking a deeper dive into scams and how common they are and how they are tricking not just older people at home who don't have much of a knowledge of how the internet works. I mean, it's everybody, all ages. And, you know, we're not saying that oh, you'll never be victim. But like you're saying, Jen, not as easily. And some of these pieces of just managing our money can be protective factors for us. But we do want to give some example stories. And all of these examples do represent examples of very common scams that have happened to real people all on Reddit. And then we will wrap it up with a, what are some of the key tips in how to avoid being scammed? And certainly Mm -hmm. it is. Listening to the entire backlog of frugal friends can be a protective measure for sure. Shameless plug. Yes. So we will get into our first story from Reddit. And this is a bank teller 
who has shared several stories on this one thread, but we're going to just share two of them with you. And she says she has worked at a credit union for a few years, and these are real scams that she has encountered. And all of these posts, I'll just say up front, are less than a year old. I made sure that I I wanted to compile stories that were current, that are current scams people are facing now within the last year, some within the last six months. So this first one is called an overpayment scam. And you may have heard about it in some iterations, but here it is. The member comes to the drive through when we're pretty busy. She wants to deposit a check for between three and $4,000. Her balance is roughly $200 or so. And I checked her recent transactions to see if a deposit like this was usual for her. It wasn't, as she hadn't had a deposit of more than $500 in the last three months. I look at the check and I don't recognize the bank it's supposedly drawn from, nor do I recognize the maker. It's some generic, quote-unquote, advertising company. At this point, I'm following usual risk mitigation procedure in depositing the check with an extended hold on it, but I didn't immediately think it was a scam. I return to the drive through and tell her, all right, I made the deposit for you, but it's on an extended hold because of the amount. The funds should be available within five business days. Oh, no, that's a payroll. They told me to tell you it's payroll. All right, red flag number one. Payroll checks have different regulations, and unless your real-life employer has bounced your checks in the past, we can't place holds on them. But of course, what is payroll is subject to verification. Usually, it's enough to see that they've deposited checks in similar amounts from the same maker on a regular basis, which can be verified by their account history. So they're really cautious. So she goes on to say, she asks, is this your employer? She responds, yes. It doesn't look like you've received a check from them before. Is it a new employer? Well, they're going to wrap my car for advertising and I need to wire $1,500 of it by tomorrow so they can do the wrap. So there can't be a hold on the check or I'll lose the gig. And there it is, red flag number two, confirmation. I explained the scam to the member and after a bit of conversation, she was appreciative and asked for us to reverse the deposit. So apparently this is a common scam. And if you read ways to make money posts on the internet, like a hundred ways to make money, car wrapping is there always in every list. And car wrap scams are common. And so it even goes on to link to a FTC article on car wrap scams. And having your car wrapped is a legitimate kind of way to make money. But It's the reverse check overpayment where you are getting $3,000 and then have to pay $1,500 for the car wrap. That's the scam. So this was our, our first scam from our friend. And I imagine the reason for that is the money isn't good, right? The check would indeed bounce, but they're trying to leverage payroll laws to allow the check not to bounce. But then in reality that $1,500 would have just come out of her own account. And actually, she would have overdrawn her account. Yeah. And it's a testament to these scams getting more refined, right? Because they know that they can place a hold on a regular check. But they told her to say it's payroll because that can't be held. 
So they'll tell you exactly what to say. Like these email scams that I was reading. We wonder why when we get these email scams, why they have so many letters and numbers and words and they look like gibberish and who's going to fall for this. But they have all of that because Google has scam barriers. Like if they see certain recurrent scam messaging or scripts or whatever, they'll just send it to trash. And so they try to evade that and get it into as many primary inboxes as possible on the off chance somebody will accidentally click on a link in the email and then they're taken to a phishing site. Oh, so wild. Okay, so this Mm -hmm. next story comes from the same person on Reddit who's a bank teller. This one's about social security number being compromised. So the person says, a middle-aged man came up to my teller window and handed me a large taped up FedEx box and said, I need to deposit this. That's weird and also potentially dangerous. So I immediately asked him, what (laughs) was it? And told him to open it himself. He refused and just said, it's $40,000. I just need to deposit it. I called my manager over to supervise and he agreed to open the box together Inside were four bricks of aluminum foil, which, of course, is even weirder. I asked the the member what was up with that, and he said, yeah, they told me I had to ship it that way. In each brick was indeed $10,000 of strapped 100s. While my manager and I dual-controlled the count, the member was adamant that there has to be $40,000 exactly, and I kept telling him that we can only deposit what's physically here I asked him what the story was, and he said, I got a call from the IRS saying his social security number has been compromised and that he needed to move all of his money into a secure wallet. The callers had asked him that his account on the credit union was told him that the account wasn't safe and asked how much he had. He told them he had $70,000. They said he needed to ship the money to a P.O. box in Ohio so the, quote, FBI could ensure its safety. They told him this needed to be done in cash and he needed to wrap each bundle of bills in aluminum foil per, quote, IRS policy. (laughs) That's in fact done in an attempt to bypass shipping carrier scanners, which try to find these types of things and reject the packages. You're actually not allowed to ship cash for a reason after all. FedEx was able to catch this box of 40000 and give it back to the bank member, but they did not catch the other box, which had $30,000 in it. He lost that money. They had a lengthy conversation about the scam, how it worked, what to look out for in the future. Holy smokes, that is a lot of money. Yeah. So this, I think, was a Yeah, a middle-aged man. So this wasn't like an older man. And it's somebody who cared about their social security number and somebody who, I mean, preying on someone who may not trust banks, per se, especially after we just heard all those stories of Silicon Bank failing and then all these other banks were, you know, up in arms about potentially failing. So it's not, this may not happen continuously, but you get at a right place, right time, right? Where maybe you're hearing stories of banks closing and then you get this call and and things just kind of make sense in the minute when you're not thinking clearly, mm-hmm. right? Well, and I think especially what stands out to me with this one is posing as an entity that has a lot of power and authority 
and taking advantage of that and leveraging. I mean, for any of us, if we get a call from the IRS, it's probably immediately going to send us into some degree of hypervigilance, which can decrease our ability to think clearly and logically. And we'll see as we keep going through more stories, they're also preying upon this sense of urgency that you have to act fast, which can also decrease our ability to think logically and clearly because we need time and space to be able to do that. So if our livelihood feels threatened and we've got entities posing as the most powerful authoritative entities, we can see how any one person could get caught up in being talked into, this is what you have to do to move towards protection of your money. And I mean, I'm so grateful that, you know, he was able to keep 40,000, but he lost 30,000. So hopefully we can have some takeaways from this because I don't think there's protective factors, but I think any one of us, like you're saying, Jen, right place, right time can become susceptible. Yeah. So this next one, so all the rest of these are from the actual people who either got scammed or their friend or family member was scammed. So this one is a job scam. So it's similar to the overpayment car wrap, but these are for actual jobs. So people just like you and me, just trying to make some work, not, you know, getting text messages saying like, oh, make money fast or, you know, but actual honest part-time and full-time jobs. So this one says, I probably just lost over $15,000 by a scam. I got hit by somebody who told me of a job under open text that makes money. For this job, you need to complete tasks, but sometimes you have to put in money. At the beginning, I put in like $1,500 and I actually made $700 back. But then now I have over 15000 in with a loan, 8000 that I took that had 50% interest. Now the current task needs like 780 USD to be completed after all the money I put in. I have a couple days left. Now I'm wondering, did anybody actually get scammed after completing a task? Or do they always raise the price until they don't have any money to spend? So you can't complete the task. And I, in this case of losing all the money, do you guys have an idea what I should do or just have to move on? Edit. Thanks for the supportive comments and for the advice. I will not send them any extra money. So we're always, especially on the debt-free journey or just trying to maybe like save for a house or, or trying to get our finances, trying to get ahead in this economy, right? Looking for online jobs. And there are for sure legitimate ones out there. Appin, Lionbridge, there are a lot of like actual reputable data entry, easy part-time jobs. For each one, there are like 20 scam ones. And so I actually was looking into one, like a website that I guess sends out a newsletter that compiles these like data entry jobs. And I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds great. Let me put my email in so I can vet it before I tell our listeners about it. And sure enough, scam. The newsletter is a scam because they just are pushing like, not just like at first affiliate offers, but then actual like, I looked at their trust pilot reviews and the only five-star reviews were like, definitely paid. And then there were a ton of one-star reviews saying that it's just going to 
take your email address and send you spam. And and thankfully, I use the email address that I use for spam. But you just have to be really cautious. The legit ones, you won't have to pay for anything. So like in the past, I have paid for a FlexJobs subscription just for like one month. That is a legit company to find remote jobs, FlexJobs, not sponsored. So I have paid for that. But then all the remote jobs on there do not require payment. So any legit online job won't require any payment to start. And it just makes me think of MLMs, right? Any legit job won't require you to put money up front. And any legit franchise business will allow you to market in traditional marketing avenues, not just offline, like not just social media marketing. Right. There is such a thing as needing to put money in to start a business Mm -hmm. or to start a franchise. But yeah, you've given some helpful caveats to what makes it actually revenue incurring versus not. I will also affirm this one with a job interview scam. This is one of the ones that I was saying, I know someone personally who this has happened to. And in their particular case, it was that they needed to put money out for the onboarding process. It was an online job. And so for the computer and some of the equipment and just to fill out different forms and that kind of a thing, they were asked to send money up front in the hiring and onboarding process. And I think that this was an online job. And so I think for somebody too, what could make you a little bit more susceptible to this is if you've never before worked an online job. I think not quite knowing the landscape, not quite having the knowledge of, I'm used to going into a brick and mortar building. I hear of a lot of people who are working online. This must be what they do. You know, it's probably pretty typical that I'm going to have to send them a few thousand dollars just to get me set up in their system. And then I'm going to start earning XYZ amount of money. And of course, when we're starting jobs, a lot of us are familiar with we giving our social security number. I remember there was a legit job I had where they wanted to know medical information about me. And that's a whole other story. But we're used to giving information in this job hiring process. And so I think sometimes on our own, understanding the line between what's normal, what's not normal can We can, again, find ourselves falling prey, falling victim to these things. But again, one of the very kind of base level things that should raise a red flag is you shouldn't have to pay money for the job that somebody is hiring you to be paid for and be able to create a pause and ask yourself more questions. Yeah. And I have heard in doing research that they will do actual video interviews too. So like some of them will do chat interviews, which is kind of a red flag. But somebody's doing a video interview of you, you don't think that that's a red flag. That's an actual normal way to get interviewed. But they said some of the tells on that was that might be dark so that you can't like fully make out their face. They'll make like an excuse for that. Their English might not be great. Uh, So, which, you know, you might not know if it's an international job that you're working remote for, you won't really think twice. Like, there are legit 
international companies that hire in the U.S. Like I worked for a really great Israeli company for writing, for freelance writing. And I it was very legit. So there are just some tells. So if it feels scammy, then double check is what we're saying. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This next story comes again from Reddit. And this is a person sharing their own story about their dad. It's titled, Dad Got Scammed by Phone Call Out of $9,500. So they say, I tried posting this previously, but it wasn't allowed due to foul language. So here we go. I've calmed down. Let's try again. (laughs) On Saturday, my 75-year-old father received a phone call from someone purporting to be his grandson, my sister's son, who was about to start college. Let's call the grandson Jack. Jack said he is in jail and has a broken nose and is bleeding and needs $9,500 to pay a lawyer or he'll be there for three days. He told my dad to go to the bank, take out cash, come back home, and a driver will pick it up. He did that, but my dad is old and my brother lives with them. My brother, an adult, an adjunct professor at an accredited university, albeit he is heavily on mental health medication recreational cannabis, drove my dad to the bank, let him take out the cash and let him give it to the scammer. At no point did either of them call me or any other sane member of our family. Anyway, my dad called the scammer (laughs) back. They sent a Lyft driver. However, the first driver apparently refused the pickup. They sent another driver who accepted the envelope of cash and drove away. Then my dad called me and told me what happened and realized he'd been scammed. 
I lost my mind. I literally just worked with a government agency about informing consumers about scams. I had just told him what to do if this exact situation happened. I told him someone would call him saying they were his grandson. They were in jail. They needed money immediately. And he had forgotten. Anyway, I understand that they preyed on my dad and used his fear to reduce his faculties. So he didn't question this. But my brother, I still haven't spoken to him about this because I'm so angry. How could he have let this happen? And again, you and I, Jen, talked about this story before we hopped on the ability even of utilizing AI for this type of scam in that people can look at your Facebook profile and see, are you away? Are you out of town? Which could lead your family members to be more likely to believe that maybe something like this is happening. You're either in jail or maybe sometimes the scammers will lead you to believe that a family member has been taken hostage. So again, these situations that are kind of ramping up urgency over a loved one, someone that you care about, and a lot of times preying on the elderly community with a grandson or granddaughter. They're either in jail or they're being held hostage and they need this amount of money immediately in order to get them out of whatever situation they're in. And sometimes even being able to find recordings of their voice and morph them into whatever they want it to say. Um, So it could even sound like it is your grandson, your granddaughter calling and not the scammer themselves calling. So I think one of the key takeaways in that is like this example gave, calling the actual person. So you can be led to believe, no, they're in jail. They're out on vacation. They're being held hostage. I can't talk to them. But taking a pause and actually calling their number yourself to be sure, was it actually them who called me can be step one. I was on YouTube yesterday, like all day watching videos about scams And so I wanted to see like how common it was. And I so I even found this CNN story. It's so it's not a bail story, but it's the fake kidnapping where they take either sounds from the voicemail or from social media and they can use AI to make it say whatever they want. Right. We know this now we're living in the age of AI and they look at social media also to see who's out of town. So this mom got a phone call And she was worried because her daughter was out of town training for a ski race. And so she answers this call from her daughter because scammers can use other people's numbers from their own phone. It's called, I think, porting. And so it looked like it was coming from her daughter, right? It wasn't coming from a fake number. And she greeted it and she was greeted by yelling and sobbing said mom I messed up screamed the girl's voice and mom was like what did you do what happened and she said the voice sounded just like breeze the inflection everything and then all of a sudden I heard a man say lay down put your head back and she's thinking her daughter's being gurneyed off the mountain because she's training for ski and then They said, listen here, I have your daughter. You call the police, you call anybody. I'm going to pop her something so full of drugs. I'm going to have my way with her, then drop her off in Mexico. You're never going to see her again. So I'm just reading it to say, like, this is kind of the script they'll use. But after a K-1 
chaotic rapid-fire series of events that included a $1 million ransom demand, a 911 call, and a frantic effort to reach Brianna, the kidnapping was exposed as a scam. So the first thing you should do is find another phone to call that person's phone number because they will be very adamant about you not getting off the line because they know if you call that number, they're going to pick up or they could pick up, but they choose people who are out of town or doing something specific so that there's less likely a chance they will pick up. You know, Brie was probably really actually on the mountain skiing, so it's very unlikely she would pick up. But Brianna did call her mother back, and she said she didn't know what the fuss was about. Everything was fine. But that was artificial intelligence. Like, for better or for worse, we did an episode on how great AI can be for helping you. Uh, But these are some of just the downsides that people will use. And the article also says Americans lost $2.6 billion dollars in 2022 from imposter scams. So this is 2.6 billion is huge. And it's not just a niche part of Americans that you can write off as dumb or something. This is 2.6 billion. It's affecting everyone. Yeah. I've got one final story that I do want to share because this is another example of something that just happened in the last few months to someone that I know. And it's a cancel subscription scam. This person shared, I had gotten an email from people posing as Geek Squad, talking about how I needed to cancel a subscription. And I thought it was legit because they had the name and the amount of money that the subscription cost. I should have looked more closely or called my dad, but I wanted to handle it like an adult on my own. I thought it would be easy enough. So I call them up. So they do the standard talking on the phone with the guy even downloaded one of those apps that lets people control their mouse from wherever. So they're on her computer controlling the mouse. I've had that happen with people working on my computer before. A lot of us have, yeah. I should have listened to my bad feeling, but I'm pretty much paranoid, anxious, so I just talk up my bad feeling to my brain just being like that. So what happened next felt so dumb, where they take me to a server where I had to type in the amount of money out of my checking account or something, so that they ended up sending me $2,000. And then she freaked out because I got a text on my phone and everything about, and I start having an anxiety attack. But the person I was talking to on the phone was taking advantage of me, playing nice, just telling me to take an Uber, go to Walmart, get two Apple cards and put $500 on them to give them the money back. Again, I should have seen the red flag, but I was so anxious I wasn't thinking right. I thought I was going to go to jail. I did what they asked me to. I was on the phone with them the whole time that they gave me the the number only to find out that they were lying to me the whole time, told me not to tell my bank or my family about it. And of course I did. I called my dad, which led me to locking me out of my bank account and try to claim fraud. So all of this in the end, they ended up losing $1,000. But I've heard of this exact scam, whether it's posing as Geek Squad or some antivirus software that's just, hey, your renewal is coming up. And if you want to cancel it, click this link. And then it somehow you end up being on the phone with what you believe are their customer service representatives. And through the exchange, 
they kind of claim to say that they're having issues in being able to process the cancellation. It must be you not being able to click the right buttons on your computer. So let me just take over your computer screen and see what's up, which for many of us, we've done that. I remember even in college with just IT at college, they were able to easily take over my server and help me kind of clear my cache and get me up and running again. So that is something that I think a lot of us have experienced, someone being able to take over your computer. But then in that process, being like, okay, well, you have to type in the amount of money that we owe you back. And then they say, oh, you typed in too many zeros. So now you've refunded yourself more than the amount that you should have been refunded. So now you owe us that money back. And who knows what amount it's going to be. For her, it was 2000 For someone else, it was up to $10,000. And so that can kind of get you into a panic of, oh, now I owe you this money back. And for my friend, the person on the other end was getting pretty irate with them of how could you make such a mistake? You've now cost us all this money. You immediately need to get to the bank and refund us this money. And it needs to happen within 24 hours. So there's that urgency thing. And then, of course, the other red flags of don't tell your bank about this. Don't tell a family member. Just tell your bank that you're wiring a friend So there's a lot of language that they try to give you, which should be a red flag. If they're telling you specifics of the wording that you need to be using, that's a red flag. But again, (laughs) three of these scams have happened to friends of mine in the last few months. So it's real. It's out there. It's happening to regular folks. Beware. Yeah. And the comments under it, immediately are like, be aware you may now get people messaging you telling you they can get your money back, which is called a recovery scam, which is also known as a refund scam. And they target people who have already fallen for a scam. And it may be the actual scammer contacting you or advertising their services to get your money back from a scam. It's just another scam. So unfortunately, no one can get your money back on these types of things. But again, this is something people who are aware of their finances will open these emails because they'll be like, hey, this is a renewal for a subscription I do or do not have, especially if I don't have it. I don't want to be charged. I don't want to be scammed. So I don't want to pay for a subscription that is not mine. So I'm going to take, you know, the necessary moves to not pay for it. And if you just pause before you do this, read these emails. I know we don't want to read all of these subscription emails, all of these emails that are so standard issue. They, we just become kind of mind numb to them and we just do the actions without reading the terms and conditions. But a big tell is when you read these, like especially this one, it's got a lot of typos. And they're not all so clear. Like subscription is misspelled once. It's suscription. Right. But it's it's spelled correctly everywhere else. So there will be a typo. In a normal setting, there will be no typos. People get paid so much money to make sure that their copy is edited. And you will see just a little bit of a weird email address. So if you go look at the sender, so UPS email scams are really popular right now. 
And the email will be the series of numbers and letters so long that you won't be able to see the at, right? And so it'll be these the series of numbers and letters at something dot ups.com. So they'll actually be able to get through email verification because the ending is ups.com, but it's something.ups.com. So it will look like, you know, you've got a package delivered or something you need to pay to pick it up or something. That is a really popular scam going on right now. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, that's another reason why it behooves you to either keep a spending plan or do a 90-day transaction inventory if you haven't done one in the past year so that you can see what's going on, what subscriptions you have, and how much they cost when they're up for renewal, stuff like that. So this final, we do want to spend a little bit of time on this final article that comes from the Better Business Bureau, and it just gives us 10 ways to avoid scams. We're not going to go into much depth on them. You can get the link in our show notes. But first of all, never send money via gift card or wire transfer to someone you have never met face to face. Just never, ever, 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 ever should there be a reason that you're sending money via gift card or wire transfer to someone you haven't met. That should just be a big red flag. Even if you're feeling a sense of urgency, press, pause, ask yourself questions. Avoid clicking on links or opening attachments and unsolicited emails. So again, back to that canceling subscription scam, the main issue that happened was that they clicked on the link in the email that was sent to them rather than going to their email subscription. So just believing that the email came from Geek Squad rather than going to their Geek Squad subscription. So, okay, you get an email, go to your actual or call your bank rather than going through whatever text or email is sent to you and the links that are given there. Go to how you know you access your bank, how you know you access your subscriptions Don't ever go through the text message link or the email link even. I think this one is the easiest one to fall for because, again, we don't fully read emails. And if it is something we already subscribe to or we know we don't subscribe to, we want to get in there and we want to fix the situation as quickly as possible. We don't fully read or we just skim and we don't see these little minor grammatical errors And it's too late once you've already clicked the link. You've already got the malware. And especially with attachments, because these companies will send your invoice in an attachment sometimes. And once you click it, and then it's already downloaded, then it's too late. And so that's why taking a pause and then always going in, if it's something you do subscribe to, always go in via the front door, which is the actual website itself. Don't ever go in through the side door. And then if it's something you don't subscribe to, then going immediately to your credit card through the front door and seeing if it's something that you have been charged for previously and take that up with your credit card issuer or your debit card issuer. And then again, go through the front door to the company that is quote unquote going to be charging you. Don't believe everything you see. Double check your online purchases before checking out. Use extreme caution when dealing with anyone you meet online. Never share personal identifiable information. Resist the pressure to act immediately. Use secure and traceable transactions. So that means not paying for things by 
wire transfer, prepaid money card, gift card, other non-traditional payment methods, or even saying no to cash-only, high-pressure sales tactics deals. And whenever possible, work with local businesses and just be cautious with what you share on social media. I think I will be a little bit more cautious on social media after reading all of this. And we didn't even go into romance scams. There are so many romance scams. It actually has its own subreddit. (laughs) That'll be our Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Let us know if you want our Valentine's Day episode to be romance scams because it has its own subreddit. This is our scams And there's an our romance scams in and of itself. Jen and I are finding our Frugal Friends spinoff podcast. (laughs) Yes. Scam sisters. (laughs) Like they build your trust and then will tell you about investment opportunities. You know, when they lose money, they'll call and cry. When you lose money, like they'll console you. Like they are so elaborate and they seem so real. And they spend what seems like too much time investing in you to be fake. But AI people, there are so many like automated inputs that they can put in and just like feed back to you. And they can be up all night because they're probably in a different time zone all day, all night, what have you. So man, romance scams. You know the red flags. I think the things that we really want to get across to you is how important it is to be organized with your money and know that no problem is so dire that it requires you to pay for it immediately. Like we talk about emergency funds and what is an emergency? And sometimes we'll say medical things might be an emergency. In reality, you have three to six months before you need to pay that medical bill. They won't even send it to you for a month, right? You might have a co-payment at the urgent care clinic for 20 bucks, 100 bucks. But even emergency, crisis emergency medical events, you don't have to necessarily take from your emergency fund. There are very few things that require you having to immediately put out cash for. I think the maybe the biggest one would be your car breaks down and you need to put out cash to fix that or your air conditioning, something that you need a service done quickly. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, that's in real life. That's a tangible thing that's happening, not online. So like all of these things that we feel are urgent, all of these things that we feel are important, just regularly reevaluating these things in our life can really put that into perspective. So when something like this comes up, you don't feel as pressured, right? So I think that's the biggest thing that we want to emphasize. And then also maybe being more careful with what you put on social media. Yeah, but you know what you don't have to be careful with? Oh, and it's always coming at you fast. (laughs) You can put this on the internet and we're going to love it. It's The The Bill of of the Week week. Scam Edition. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. 
Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died, and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hey, Jen and Jill. I have a spooky story of some charges that we got that were a little nefarious. So I just wanted everybody to be paying attention to their money. Um, we had a Walmart.com order show up at our house one day, a delivery. It was a box of tissues, and we had about a $14 charge charged to our bank account for this Walmart.com purchase. Neither my husband or I had made a purchase, and on my Walmart.com account, there was no purchase made. So we thought, this is weird. Uh, two days later, we had it happen again where a bottle of vegetable oil showed up from Walmart.com. Another 10 to $15 charge on our account. So we knew something was up. Called Walmart, talked to their customer service department, and they said it was on my account with my name, but the email address was just a bunch of jumbled letters and numbers, you know, like a spam type account. And the debit card used was my husband's, which I didn't even have on my account. So something had happened where we'd been spammed somehow. His card was compromised. So luckily, Walmart was really helpful. They reversed the charges. And we called our bank, deleted his debit card, got a new debit card number, and everything worked out. But, you know, it's just a little spooky to know that there's people out there trying to scam you and take your money. And that just makes us all have to be a little bit more aware and pay attention to our account. Thanks, guys. This is so wild that we're talking scams. And here we go with a spooky scam story. And we just said send in your spooky stories. That's now also doubling as the bill of the week. Yeah. And yours being a scam is so dead on. What a wild experience because it's not, this is a little bit more of a your card was compromised than you necessarily kind of not being aware of what's happening around you. It actually sounds like your awareness of your Walmart account, what's showing up at your door, the charges and transactions that are happening, and then knowing where to go to rectify it. I mean, you handled it flawlessly. But for the untrained person who's like, well, I am getting these things to my door. I actually did get a box of tissues and some oil. (laughs) Uh, Okay, whatever. Or if you're just not looking at your transactions, you could easily miss a $14 charge here, a $20 charge there. But being able to see it, see that the wrong card is being charged and rectify it. I mean, well done. But yeah, this is wild. And And also, yeah, definitely scary. It's showing up at your door. Not only do they have your card, they have your address. Mm -hmm. And this is something that scammers will do is they'll do small charges. And if you are unaware of a few small charges, then they'll go for the big one. So this is something to be aware. Do not just write off. If you don't recognize a transaction in your transaction history, don't write it off and be like, oh, I probably made that here or there. Look into it. Figure it out. Look at the date, the time, where were you, what happened, and get to the bottom of every transaction. That's why it behooves you to either do daily or weekly uh, transaction inventories if you can. So, and at least monthly. Honestly, I don't keep a budget, but every month I will go into our accounts in Empower and make sure that I'm not being scammed. 
that that's yeah. really my biggest concern is does anybody have my money? And that's one of the benefits of travel hacking and using new credit cards is that I only ever use a credit card for six months and then it, I lock it. And so I'm I'm using new numbers quite frequently. So you don't have to do that in order to use new numbers. You can you know, cycle through the cards that you have that don't have annual fees and, and lock down others. Yeah, it is my basic. And I'll, I'll share something in the lightning round that's quite funny that as a result of my last transaction inventory. Ooh. Well, before we get to that, if you want to submit your bill of the week, if it has something to do with just spooky stuff showing up at your door or romance scams or a bill you don't mind paying or your name is Bill and you just happen to be here and you feel like calling us up, we're ready. Frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Please leave us your bill. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. And now it's time for the lightning round. So what is the weirdest, most insane, creepiest story involving money or scams? Okay, so this one happened to me actually yesterday. I was doing my 90-day transaction history for the year because I don't do it every 90 days. It does help you to do it every 90 days. You were doing the entire year? No, I was just doing 90 days, but I only do it once a year. Got it. So I happened to be doing that yesterday. And I went in and saw a Spotify charge. 
And so if you are on the friend letter, frugalfriendspodcast.com slash friend letter, then we told you about getting Spotify a three-month premium trial for free. So we gave you the link to do that. And I tried it first to make sure it was legit, make sure it wasn't a scam. So I signed up, but apparently I had accidentally signed up with a different account first, an account I didn't realize I had that was connected to my Facebook. And then I couldn't get the premium account for some reason. So I tried a different email address. I thought I tried on my original account, right? Like my original premium account that I've had for 10 years and it wouldn't work. So I tried a new one. Lo and behold, I was not trying on my original account. I was trying on a different account that was connected to my Facebook. I didn't realize you could have two Spotify accounts with one email address. So I'm over here with my premium trial for free. It's working. It's jiving. And then I get charged for Spotify. And I was like, hold up. I don't even have credit card information on file with either of my Spotify accounts. And I was like, this is a scam. Somebody has hacked me. And so then I get in chat with Spotify and they're like, yeah, you did it with your email attached to your Facebook. And then you also have this account that has a username. And then you also have this account that you're using. And I'm like, I don't have three accounts. I have two accounts. And lo and behold, Travis is actually, he uses my Spotify and I thought he was using my username Spotify. He was using the Spotify attached to my Facebook account. And so he's had premium for the last two months. He didn't ask questions why. He just used it. And I'm being charged. And so like I go to Chase and I was like, no, 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 no. Spotify can't do this. Reverse these charges. They did. And I go to Spotify. No, 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 no. You can't have two accounts with one email address. Delete the Facebook account. Delete that one. It's not a thing that you can do. I'm not going to be charged for this because I didn't even know this account existed. So I did get my money back, but I thought it was a scam. But really, it was me scamming me, (laughs) if that makes sense. We won't scam you. We'll only scam ourselves. That link is still good. Right. No, the offer, the three-month free premium trial, that was legit. Like, I'm still using it. So I was really like, convinced I was holding Atlas and I gave him to Travis. I was like, hold my baby. And I'm like in on chat with Chase and with Spotify trying to figure this out. And we did. And I'm getting a new card. Wow. Well done. So. And see what happens when you look through your transactions. Mm-hmm. So my story involves <laughs> me Years ago, when I was in a place of desperation for money, really, I needed work. And I saw this sign that was advertising what I thought said $18 an hour, which we're talking about eight to 10 years ago. So $18 an hour was like the equivalent of $52 an hour today. It's still good today. (laughs) That sounded really nice. So I go to this open interview and I really wish I had immediately walked out, but I didn't because the part of me that 
didn't want to be embarrassed or unkind kept me there. But I basically walked into an empty room in kind of like a corporate complex, only pretty run down. The room had literally a whiteboard and a desk and a bunch of folding chairs, mismatched folding chairs, and about 10 to 12 other people trickle in. And I then sat there along with everybody else for at least two hours where it wasn't really an interview. It was more of a pep talk of this guy trying to train us in selling electricity. And it wasn't $18 an hour. It was $18 per base appointment, meaning that let's even say you make four appointments in a day, you're only going to get paid for your first appointment, $18. And then you're making whatever amount of money after that, which I can guarantee you is zero amount of money after that. And as it was becoming clearer and clearer to me, and I knew I'm not going to do this, I still could not bring myself to get up and leave the room in front of everybody. One other brave person did. There was one person who sat there for maybe 45 minutes and he was like, all right, I'm out. And then the guy tried to like use alpha male techniques on him. Like, well, where are you going, dude? You want to say goodbye to like such an amazing opportunity? You don't have what it takes. Oh, Jen, it was wild. I did not remember that until this lightning round, but it was the weirdest experience and (laughs) job interview. I use that term (laughs) loosely. Oh my goodness. But yeah, that was wild. That happened. And I wasted two hours of my life where I needed money. I wanted to be making $18 an hour. And instead, I spent two hours learning about how there wasn't an opportunity to make $18 an hour. (laughs) And here I was. I mean, I, at that point, had my bachelor's degree. Like, I don't know why I felt like I needed to go be peddling something. Well, really, because social work at the time wasn't paying me $18 an hour. So it's like, whatever else can I find? I'll podcast and make $3 an hour. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's happened to all of us in some capacity. So thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode has helped you and possibly a family or friend member, family member or friend to identify something, or hopefully you can help a family member or friend identify something. And if you want more tips and ways to save money and keep more of your money when you shouldn't be parting with it, the friend letter goes out three times a week. We send out freebies, saving tips, life hacks to help you save money. Literally the last, like last week's Friday email, Jill wrote, And we immediately got two emails back saying like, thank you so much. It was exactly what I needed to hear. And it was so helpful and, you know, not the kind of financial advice that I have heard, but it's the kind of financial advice I needed. And Jill writes every other week. So you'll at least get something good every other week. (laughs) And 
Jen writes good stuff, too. <laughs> Don't you worry. Here's w- one of our sweet emails. Not that one that I just said specifically, but uh, this one's from Lisa Marie. It says, thank you, ladies. I've influenced several people to listen to your work. They love your podcast. I've been listening for over a year now and just love everything y'all do. Can't wait to read your book. Love it. So thank you so much for your emails. And uh, yeah, thank you for getting the friend letter. Thanks, Lisa Marie. That's awesome. And if you love everything we do, then definitely get the friend letter because that's something else we do. And we're telling you about what's free that week, giving you savings tips. So frugalfriendspodcast.com slash friend letter. And see you next week. And share week. the friend letter with your friends. Ooh. Your unique referral link gets you a free merch from us. And it's the bottom of every friend letter. See you next time. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. Okay, I'm going to read you this. It didn't make it into the episode, but it's the best, it's the best thing I read on Reddit. <laughs> okay, it's from our scams. It's from Reddit. Okay, and the title, which caused me to click on it, says, Husband in Romance Scam Help. <laughs> right? Right? Oh, it gets better. It, okay. It gets better. It was great then. It gets better. Okay. So this person says, my husband is 70 and not very intelligent. He has been in a romance scam since 2021. And this is from this year. I have a ton of evidence. Our three adult children and I have tried to tell him he's in a scam, but he won't believe it. He says, we just don't understand. I put in a complaint with the FBI. My local police department was useless. Does anyone have any suggestions? He's sending so much money. Our mortgage is behind. His truck payment is behind. Other bills are also behind. I am beyond stress because he refuses to listen. If anyone has ideas, please post. What is the scam? What's he doing? He's just sending money to somebody else? That's the romance scam, is they ask for money. They build up a rapport with you get you to trust them. Um, Apparently, he's been in this relationship for two years, at least. Oh, man. And this person just asks for amounts of money. And they said they can also... There's so many things wrong with what's happening. They can also ask you to launder money for them. So I read another Reddit where this woman whose mother or mother-in-law is living with them, and she says this mother is involved in a romance scam where they are sending her packages and checks and then having her send them other places or deposit them places. And she just doesn't believe anybody telling her that she's in a scam because she's in a relationship with this person. Not only are you in a scam, you're you're in illegal activity. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So that's why romance scams, man, They are a different level. Love can cause us to do all sorts of things. Oh, my goodness. This is our longest episode ever, Jen. I know. I know. I'm so sorry, but not sorry. Her husband is in a romance scam, (laughs) and she's not asking how to leave him. She's asking, (laughs) I don't know what to do. (laughs) That's so, it's so concerning. (laughs) And she really does need to move to protect herself. 
Yeah, oh that's, I mean, that was what all of the commenters are saying. Like, God bless them, that she just needs to get an attorney. But <laughs> somebody says, to be honest, you should consider a divorce. <laughs> oh, or, or at least yeah. somehow separating finances and getting help. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on there. Man, I'm really feeling a, a second spinoff podcast because we enjoy this far too much. It's like the financial version of Catfish. Yeah, she says we... that they do have separate accounts. Yeah, but if the mortgage yeah. that's shared is not being paid, if she happens to be yeah. anywhere on the lease no money for the for car. Attorneys. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And this is what happens. This is and this is why every woman needs their own retirement account and savings account for stuff like this. And best case scenario, it's just more money you both have in retirement. But worst case scenario, it's because your husband is in a romance scam. (laughs) Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. I'm late. I'm late. Three very important Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com com.